it's time to relax. You know what that means. It's time for a show that may not be great, but it's at least more interesting than a door slightly moving in the middle of the night. <laughs> it's the original Jankster's podcast. I'm Kevin Jank. I'm Peter Jank. And I'm disappointed in you. <laughs> disappointed. And this is a very special, special episode of the original Jankster's here. Uh, if you listen to the LCS Hockey Show on Friday night, uh, you heard that Larry Farish would be joining us for this episode today. And in fact, he is Larry. Hello. Say hello. Hi. <laughs> there he is. How you doing? What's up, guys? Right off the bat, Jank, you start <laughs> off with you're already mocking uh, paranormal activity in the intro with the slightly moving door and all that. <laughs> you're uh huh. I thought that was spot on commentary. You're an animal. <laughs> 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 so just in case uh, you're confused, uh, we are moving on to our new franchise this week. Uh, we're starting to take a look at the Paranormal Activity franchise. Uh, I think there's six of them, right? Uh, yes. Okay. So we'll be looking at all six of those in the next you know, upcoming weeks. Starting with today, we're doing the first one, Paranormal Activity. Um, a movie I think they probably spent $10 making. <laughs> That's a lie. That but somehow made a lot half more money. His day's worth of check. Did you not watch the movie? <laughs> I'm sorry. You sorry. Didn't. Those details slipped by. Yes, those are important details that we'll have to discuss <laughs> later. But uh, so let's let's crack into this real quick. Uh, let's uh, we'll start off with a uh, ranking scale as far as horror <laughs> movies go. Uh, you know, Kevin, if you could do me a solid from a one to 10 scale, where does this fall on, uh, you know, just as far as like a horror movie goes, uh, I would have to give it like a one. That's <laughs> what a bullshit. That's a bull face lie. You're a dirty man. No, I mean, it's really, there's nothing really redeeming about this movie for me to be perfectly honest. Like it's just so boring. Oh God. Like the normal things I would look for in a, in a good movie, let alone a horror movie, would be like an interesting plot. Doesn't really have that. Cool characters. Doesn't have that. A cool looking villain. There, you'd never see the thing. <laughs> uh, a villain with like cool powers. Nope. Um, cool kills. <laughs> nope. There's only one and it happens off screen. <laughs> Larry, where does this fall for you? Uh, I mean, as far as a horror movie goes, it's I'd put it right around an eight. I think it's a pretty solid horror movie. It pretty much has everything that that Kevin thinks it doesn't have. It does. <laughs> it does have cool superpowers. It does have it does have a cool kill. You know, there's a lot of. There's a lot of suspense in the movie built on implied horror. You don't need it. You don't always need a corny CGI demon in the corner. You know, it's just the idea of what's going on. And you try to put yourself in that scenario. Like, hey, if this was my house, like how creeped out would that be if the door just slammed? I don't have to see a CGI demon slam the door to, you know, for it to be scary. I it would actually I'd be less scary less. if I saw that. It would be, I agree. I <laughs> I'd be agree. like, why is he just slamming doors? That doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. But but uh, I mean, I would rather have like the Ghostbusters types ghosts. Let, not, not the new one, but the old one. Like that librarian in Ghostbusters is way scarier than this non-physical a, looking ghost. It's a comedy, <laughs> though. It is. 
Yeah, that was the comedy, and it was scarier. But he, the ghost told him to shush. I mean, that, there's no <laughs> horror there. Yeah, but at least it looked cool. I think with this movie... That's half the battle for me. I I also have to probably give it a 9, or I'm sorry, an 8, maybe inching towards a 9. The first time I watched this, I had to watch it in, like, with breaks in between. Because I watched it basically by myself on a computer with my headphones, and it it scared the unholy hell out. Like, every time it was, like, night whatever, like, night 18, I was like... Never mind, hold on. Hold on, I gotta go. And then I would have to, like, take my headphones off and then go to the bathroom talk to some people then come back to my computer like all right all right nine eight or night 18 let's do this and then i'd have to watch it and i'm like all right mm, that's enough <laughs> and then i have to go <laughs> and then i'd leave i don't know what it was i don't i think wow. what it was is i did put myself in those sh- i mean watching it again i've seen this movie probably about eight to ten times i've seen it plenty of times and it does get less scarier because you know what's coming but the first time i didn't know what was going to happen i i had that like Calm down before I watch the next night, and it scared the <laughs> unholy shit out of me. Yeah, but you don't know what's going to happen, but then you're paid off with nothing. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was paid off, man. It's like, I what's going to happen? Oh, and then someone throws a basketball down the stairs, and it makes a little bit of noise. Oh, God, it was terrifying. Well, all right, how about this? Let's let's rationalize this in terms of Kevin Jank. Let's let's put this in terms of uh, of a superhero Marvel movie because you went to see Marvel Avengers Endgame or wait what was the first card called <laughs> Infinity wish. War Infinity yeah. War would you see that at the theater eleven times <laughs> nothing happens in that movie at the end what? because it's all bogus bullshit that's all going to be resolved like oh none of that ever happened so there's no real payout in that movie either. Well, I'm not even talking about like stakes wise. I'm talking about like actual things do happen. They do have adventures. There are battles. There's jokes. There's all kinds of things that happen, whether they, you know, end up turning into lasting consequences is a different story, but at least it has a plot. <laughs> so are you, so you're implying that a, a hoof print in baby powder is nothing. <laughs> not really. <laughs> all right. <laughs> we've done our best um all right well let's kick it off so basically this movie starts yeah, off with the, uh, a man named mika and he has bought a camera wait wait. first <clears throat> this movie actually starts off with something i can't believe they even attempt to do where they're like paramount pictures thanks to families of these two people like they're trying to act like this is a real thing which like how do you expect to pull that off this day and age? Like people were dumb in 1998 when the Blair Witch Project came out because there, there was no internet. So people would buy that for that for a couple of days. Oh, I but bought it in, hard. Yeah. Like, I mean, that I could see. It's the first kind of thing that that was like that. So, OK, maybe you buy it back then. But this was what, 2008, something like that. Like it's nobody was buying that again. It's set in the scene. Yeah, it's setting a tone. That's all. They want you to just, hey, this is we found these security videos. Look what happened. I promise you, I've, I've seen more found footage movies probably than more, most people on this earth. And I want to say all That's of true. them start that way. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, pretty much. I, I like the found footage horrors oh, as so well. Do I. Oh, they're so good. Yeah. Yes, yeah. The thing I was going to bring up earlier was I, uh, I heard that you've watched Bad Ben. Yes, that's a terrible movie. <laughs> I don't I understand hate, it. I hate Bad Ben and all those Bad Ben movies. Uh, I couldn't watch the other ones. I started to watch another one, which I thought was like a sequel, but it was just like an alternate universe, like a multi-universe, like 
house. I was like, no, they can't do this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. I don't know. I think there might be maybe four or five in that universe. I don't know. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Because I think one's just the address. It's like maybe that's the movie you're talking about, like the spinoff one. Because they have Bad Ben and then Badder Ben and then Badder Ben, Ben's back or something. (laughs) And they got got two other movies. And so, yeah, one's called like the man dollar effect or the madala effect and then the other one's called like the clown cross or something i was like what the fuck how's this happening yeah. bad bet all right anyways oh. um but yeah so we we start off with mika uh he buys uh buys a camera and the reason he does this and they explain this throughout the movie is uh prior to the camera they start to suspect that maybe something's kind of weird going on because they're hearing sounds or seeing lights flickering. So the idea is to try to capture this on film. So he presents the camera to his girlfriend, whose name is Katie, who's pulling up into the driveway to look at this camera. And uh, I would have to also somewhat agree with Kevin, as in this movie is very hard to try to elongate this entire podcast. But yeah, <laughs> um, without going scene through scene. But uh, so she, she's, seems like in the beginning, she's down for this. She's like, all right, you know, I'll let you do your thing, whatever. But I guess, uh, we get into some of this stuff where, uh, I guess what ends up happening is Katie's had this thing always kind of attached to her. Um, she didn't immediately bring this up, of course, when they started dating, because, uh, <laughs> that's a weird thing to say. Things you should say. You probably should tell your partner no, no, that no, you have things, ghost dates. The things you should say is, Hey, we're dating. That's great. We're on the 15th date. I've got herpes. <laughs> That's a fine thing to say. Second thing to say, hey, both my That's parents have died with. from a crazy murder. That's another thing you should open up with. Um, maybe something else you should say is uh, I got ghost demon. <laughs> maybe that's the last thing you should probably say those three things in and then you order. also ask if your father likes to cuckold does that's your just father good like to cuckold um that's <laughs> my go-to um but yeah so basically um he doesn't know that she had a demon basically haunting her her entire life uh but that she had, she has to move in anyways that's fine so they're both living together and they're both doing this whole uh you know uh I guess, dating thing while living in the house. But at the same time, there's this uh, ghost slash demon thing kind of bebopping around, making steps during the night and whatnot. So we uh, <laughs> we move on to Mika placing the camera. Now, you said that there's no jokes in this movie, but make, Mika makes plenty of jokes where he's like, hey, maybe we should uh, maybe do it. Maybe do it with the camera on. Oh, <laughs> uh, he wants yeah. to- he wants to fuck Katie so hard and get it on film. <laughs> <clears throat> Which, again, that's like the most cliche thing you could do with like, here's this guy with a camera. What do you think he's going to do all day? Try to get her to have sex on it because mm-hmm. they have no creativity. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Let's let's back. Now you say cliche. That's called normality. Most men would do that. That's what any guy would basically do. That's just that realism. True. I wouldn't. That's true. So but that would, doesn't make it interesting. It makes. It I don't real. like watching normal people do normal things. But, but but that's the premise of the movie. That's why there's no name actors in it. These are just supposed to be two people you've never seen before who just happen to have security camera going on. And that's exactly yeah. why it's so intense watching this movie because you don't know them. This would be a lot crazier of a movie and probably definitely not as cool if Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan were the two actors. <laughs> yeah, it'd be terrible. I wish they would have gone like. Get, 
get like actual improv people. Like you get Ryan Stiles and Colin Mockery in there, and then they could put real jokes in there. Mm. <laughs> Are they people dating? who can actually make funny things in a camera? Sure, why not? <laughs> it's a new world. Who cares? <laughs> it's a new Nobody's millennia. ever said that before, where they wanted Ryan Stiles and Colin Mockery in a movie together. You're the first <laughs> one. <laughs> I'm a pioneer, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so he uh, he sets up the camera in the room uh, because most of the creepy, scary stuff happens at night. And basically what ends up happening, I don't remember what happens the first night. Uh, oh, no, there was a couple sounds. Um, they, there's a couple sounds that played. It sounds like downstairs are just like some footsteps, but that's all that happens the first night. And I do like how every night <clears throat> gradually gets more and more and more intense. It really kind of amps amps the movie up for me i definitely don't think it amps the movie up for kevin at all um but that's i mean what most really of it's it. very very minor until the very last oh. minute of the film <laughs> it's definitely not minor man it scares the unholy bejesus out of me um <laughs> but throughout the movie um you know it, i will just say that throughout the movie they it seems like they're always putting the camera in the room at night, and that's where they're capturing more and more stuff. But in between all these scenes, they're you know just carrying the camera during the day, just trying to get a little bit more information out of the characters. Uh, there's only two other characters in this movie. Uh, one is Katie's friend who shows up twice, who has zero part in this movie. Um, and then <laughs> yeah. this doctor guy. Uh, he is a psychic of some sort, but only for ghosts. He makes that very clear. Only for ghosts, not demons, just for ghosts. So, um, so he comes in and basically it's, he's kind of examining her and trying to get some information out of her and Mika, try to figure out what's going on. And she tells him that, you know, this is something that's been going on with me since I was a kid. And he, he was under the impression, the doctor guy was under the impression, maybe it was the house, but it sounds like it's something that's actually attached to Katie opposed to attached to the house. Um, so he's kind of walking around, and he basically comes up with a conclusion. This sounds like it might be demonic, and gives them a number to a demonologist to call, which they wait, I think, two weeks to do. And <laughs> yep. the guy leaves the country. Which is dumb. Um, well, Mika I don't know why. Want to. Mika was adamant about the fact he wa- did not want her to call the other guy. And yeah. so she just reluctantly went along. It's true. Which is a terrible idea on his part. <laughs> He's like, I can handle this. I know nothing about ghosts, but I got this. Come on, I put powder down. We're making progress. <laughs> uh, powder. <laughs> now, the movie Powder is a movie we need to maybe dive into that would one be of these great. days. Yeah, that's a good movie. Um, so anyways, um, so we, uh, we, we see. Which I, wait, first off, I don't understand why they just take this guy at his word that, like, if, we, if they leave – the ghost will just follow them. I would at least give that a try. <laughs> Go to a hotel for a couple of days early on, see what happens. But they know, though, because this thing's been following Katie her whole life, though. So they know going to a hotel is not going to do anything. But it's I mean, I got the impression that it happened a lot when she was a kid and then stopped for a while or at least was very intermittent in the meantime. And now it's kind of kicking back up again. So at least you could lose it for a little while. And then I, keep I think doing it's that. always been there, and I think Katie's always known it's there, and she's kind of put it in the back of her mind. I think the only reason why it's stirring up more and more now is because of Mika. I think Katie has always just kind of lived with the fact, with the sounds, or maybe the breathing. She even says that she's heard the thing whisper her name before, but it's the fact that Mika's there and stirring this pot of crazy, you know, 
emotion and shit that is really kind of bringing this <laughs> demon more and more care, you know, bringing him back to life basically or whatever it is. Um, definitely making him more present, I suppose. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think it's ever gone away and we'll, I mean, that'll be clearer ish in the other movies, but, uh, <laughs> Yeah, let me just ask this question. In the later movies, do they explain what the point of all this is? Like, why this ghost has really been doing this her whole life? Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There better be a reason. There's a reason. (laughs) There's a reason. Uh, I don't think... uh, Well, we'll we'll get to that, because I kind of want to do what you did with the Rocky series and what you think is the next movie about. Did you ever watch the other movies at all, or is it just this one? Uh, I made it about a half hour into the second one and then got bored and shut it off. <laughs> you calm down. <laughs> um, but yeah, so basically um, we, we get the whole doctor thing. Now, another joke that happens before that, which I thought was also funny, where Mika's like, well, here, I've got something that I'd like to show the doctor guy when he shows up. And he plays that cool, like, scary exorcism music. And he's like, yeah. Uh, that's funny to me. That's fun. Um, yeah. It's even more fun where the doctor shows up the door and uh, Katie is like, all right, I got to get the door. That's the doctor. And Mika's like, all right, hold on. Let me go get the music. <laughs> that, that's, that's just great times to me. It's just so realistic. <clears throat> it's good. I like it. Um, uh, besides that, there's not a whole lot going else with the during the day stuff. There's one time where it's like, the uh, they they try to make you think that something's going on during the day, like when Katie starts screaming in the bathroom, and Mika goes and grabs the camera before he goes and helps Katie out, and she's just screaming because there's a spider in there. So there's a couple of these little doodads happening, um, but nothing really too crazy. Um, uh, I think that's basically it with that. Um, Let me ask this question: What exactly do they do for for a living? They say <laughs> they actually say it in the movie. I wish you'd paid attention. Um, so Katie never seemed to be going to work. Uh, well, that's the, so Katie explains that she is an English student or English major student. She's just a student going to school and Mika is a day trader. So he works from home. So that's, that's what they do, which is why he's always home and she may or may not be in the house, uh, because she's going to school. That's why towards the end of the movie, she says, Hey, I'm studying. Just let me study. And Mika just remember that door face. Um, but yeah, that's what the two of them do. Um, I'm just going to kind of breeze through some of the stuff that happens during the day. We'll talk about the night stuff here in a uh, little bit, because I feel like that will all consecutively make sense to, uh, in their own group. Um, but basically what ends up happening later is, um, her friend comes over. I don't even know what her name is. She probably doesn't even have a name. I think it's Amber. Oh, okay. Amber. We'll call her Amber. Uh, Amber comes over and Katie and the two of them are talking and Mika kind of at some point brings up the fact that, you know, maybe we should try to communicate with them via maybe even uh, Ouija board. Of course, Katie is very against this saying, no, don't do this. He even brings this up during the uh, doctor meeting as well. Um, and he says, no, 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 no. You don't want to do that because you're just opening a door to something you don't you don't want any part of. Um, and he brings it up again later to Amber and Katie. Katie's very against this and makes him promise, Hey, you better not buy one of these Ouija boards, which of course, later on he twists and says, well, I didn't buy it. I borrowed it. Um, the, the best <laughs> part about that, that scene when he actually finally does get the, the Ouija board is the fact that and this is another hilarious moment to me 
where Katie uh, is coming down the stairs and uh, Miko's like, hey, we got 10 minutes before the dinner. Maybe we can, you know, do some talking with this, uh, with the thing. And she's like, what the fuck? You not only get a Ouija board, but you also get the nicest damn Ouija board you've ever, <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. And it's hilarious. I love that scene because it's just like, it's so realistic to an actual <laughs> argument, I feel like, at least within my past. <laughs> So it's just like these are legit points that somebody would make with something stupid I've done. Yes, correct. Yes, all right, perfect. It, it is a nice Ouija board, though. It's so nice. It's a nice, yeah. nice Ouija board. I love the planchette. It's a, it's a beautiful planchette for a nice Ouija board. Um, but, um, <laughs> but I think by this point we've kind of settled into what I guess is my biggest problem with this movie is the it falls into just this pattern of basically there'll be three scenes of them arguing about him wanting to antagonize. It and she's like, no, no, no. And then there'll be a scene at night where something mildly inconvenient will happen. And then back to three more scenes of <laughs> arguing over whether they should antagonize it or not. Or and then back to the night scene where something mild happens. And it just kind of goes in that same pattern for the rest of the movie. And there's not a lot of variety. I think what you're doing is you're analyzing the mathematics of this movie where you're just <laughs> not you just don't want to sit down and enjoy the movie. There's no math to this movie. It's just demons. <laughs> While they're sleeping, um, but he, they get into a huge argument. He leaves the uh, the Elijah board on the coffee table, and uh, the camera is still running because he had forgotten to turn it off. But what ends up happening was <clears throat> uh, they leave to go to dinner time, and the Elijah board, the planchette, starts moving by itself. And while it's doing this, once it's done moving, uh, it starts starts on fire, and it looks like it may have left a message. Um, this leads to probably my second or third favorite scene where he's trying to put together exactly by looking at the footage of what this Ouija board may have been saying. And he writes down a bunch of words where the letters may have been. And one of those words is beans. That's a great, (laughs) that's a great word right there. It's just a solid word. This whole thing seemed anticlimactic to me. (laughs) Because um, like the fire starts and you're like, oh shit, the house is going to burn down. This is just like ha- what happened when she was a kid all over again. But nope, it's just a very minor fire that doesn't even catch the table on fire, let alone the house. Um, it's like, wow, they really, really wimped out on that. <laughs> you could have ratcheted this thing up a, a bunch of notches here, but. I was fine with that fire. <laughs> um. But yeah, so the fire we, like didn't even damage the board. It looked like so. What the hell? It looked, it looked what kind like of fire it made is some this? Scrapes. It left some scrapes on the board. It was magic demon fire. All right, is that what you <laughs> the want? Demon. <laughs> he's just fucking with them. Yes. Like the whole one of the most terrorizing parts of this is you know that this demon has been with Katie her whole life, and at any point he could just take whatever he wants from her. He could just take her out, take Mika out. He doesn't want to. He just wants to fuck with them. He knows that they're going to come home and watch the videotape and see the thing in the little fire and be fucked up about it. Not not so much, you know, like, we're going to die tonight, but like, you know, this thing's fucking with me. So is there a reason for all of that later on? There is why they spend so much time fucking with him instead of just getting to the point. <laughs> uh, yeah, you start to see of whatever that. he's I after. I think it's in oh, man. I, I can't remember if it's the third one or the sixth one where they really explain it. The third one does a lot more explaining of what this thing is and what it's doing and how 
There's a reason behind yeah, it. Yeah, I, I don't want to get into the whole uh, everything because I kind of want you to kind of like let you off and experience it your own way. Um, I yeah. will say though, the second one's my least favorite, and I think it's a lot of people's like maybe favorite. I don't know why, but that one to me is not my favorite one. So I'm not as much looking forward to that one. I feel like that one was kind of pointless. The third one is probably <laughs> my favorite. I really like that one. So, um, but that one explains more of what's going on, um, which is good. Um, when you say when you say it's your least favorite, number two, do you mean of the first three or are you yes. putting that in all six? No, no, okay. no, no. Yeah, yeah right. of the first three. <laughs> because the first three I consider a, a certain group and then the second three I consider another group but still kind of related. Yeah, uh, the sixth one – is it the sixth one? I think there's some all somewhat little related except for four. That one's trash. Is it four? No, it's five. Five is trash. Yeah, the, the marked, marked, yeah, ones. The marked ones. Yeah, yeah, that one, that one sucked. That one sucked balls. <laughs> that one does suck balls. I think that one yeah. actually talks a little bit more about the demon and what it does, though. And I think that's where your answer might lie of why it's doing these things. Not so much how it's okay. attached itself to Katie, but why it's doing the things is what the marked ones is mostly about. And then it gets on a weird thing. <laughs> Now, I know the third one is a prequel, but do they ever show are any of these movies about that other girl that they read about on the Internet? Uh, no, <laughs> no, no, it's not. I feel like that's something they should have covered at some point. I'm kind of glad they didn't cover it in any of the movies because I've seen enough exorcism movies to fill my quota. I think I'm good on that. If I had to watch <laughs> another exorcism movie, I'd just be like, well, this is dumb. Um, but yeah, so anyways. Uh, that's, that's basically the daytime stuff. Uh, it's mostly just them bickering back and forth or discussing whether or not they should do these things to antagonize it or get proof of it or try to get these things on camera. That's what the daytime stuff is. But then we, let's move into the night. So the first night I already discussed, we hear some footsteps. We hear a little bit of those footy steps going on. Nothing too crazy <laughs> there. It's enough to get you maybe on the edge of your seat. Like, Oh, wait a minute. What was that? It's just two people sleeping. There shouldn't be any footsteps, but here we are. Um, so then we move on to the second night. Is this the door moving one? Probably. That was early on. Yeah. So we see the door slightly go into the closed position. It doesn't close, but it just slightly closes, but then it opens back up. So this is the lead Mika in the, the sense of there might be something going on because if there was wind, why would it just move in, uh, you know, it would have only moved in one direction opposed to two directions. So uh, he's bringing us some really good points, which most viewers, unlike Kevin, uh, would be like, oh, God, he's right. Like, <laughs> yeah, technically, the wind would have only blown it one direction. Um, so we're seeing all these different like things kind of put together um, via that way. He's also got a, what if the heat just kicked on and kind of blew it one way and then the heat turned off and it kind of came back the other way? No, it was who ghost. Pu- who puts a heating vent behind a door? <laughs> also true. We can't just keep blaming everything on random science. Sometimes Patrick Swayze makes an entrance. Um, <laughs> so uh, we move. I would have made this movie amazing uh, we if move. he just showed up. <laughs> Sam! <laughs> oh, Sam! Um, <laughs> uh so we we also have him uh with a recorder next to his computer that's supposed to be picking up EVP, which he doesn't really use during the night at all. Uh, it's mainly just throughout the day. Um, there's a few times where he uses it. I'm not entirely sure what at what point, but 
Uh, it's mostly just to give them the idea of like, oh, you know, hey, come out. Are you here? Give me a sign. Should I use the Ouija board? And then it makes like a, a growling noise. Basically, he can't hear it until he hears the recording back, just like in the movie White Noise, um, <clears throat> which is an amazing <laughs> movie by Michael Keaton, except for the ending of that movie, which is literal trash. Um <laughs> Now, if he would have showed up, like if he was the psych, like the uh, expert that they brought in, that would have been cool. <laughs> then maybe this would go up a star, in You're my opinion. You're not supposed to know these people. <laughs> That's very true. If Michael Keaton showed up, I would have just been taken right out of the the realism of this movie. But I feel like even watching Big Brother After Dark, like they have better conversations than the people in this movie did. <laughs> I think these people and those are, are just realistic. real people. This sounds like that a lot of the conversations I have when I'm with any chick. Uh, that I've been with for a long time. It doesn't. It that, like not every conversation's like uh, a nervous banter back and forth because I've never met somebody. It's like no, this is normal conversations after being three years with someone. You're just like, yep, they're boring. They're supposed to be boring, and that's why <laughs> relationships don't work. <laughs> um, got too real there. So um, I'm, I'm watching it right now as we, as we're doing this show. By the way. Nice. Yeah, I have it on. I, I just like, man, I would, I would love to bang Katie. I don't know if that's wrong <laughs> to say, but I'd like to take a run at her. I know that much. Well, there's that even one after scene where she, she had the does... ghost. Yes, even more <laughs> after so after the end of the movie. <laughs> now, I will say, I did decide to watch the alternate ending of this movie opposed to the normal ending. Now, I've seen the normal ending many a times, but I decided to go the other route. Um. Have you ever seen the alternate ending, Kevin? No. Perfect. We'll get to it in a second. <laughs> so um, the nights the nights get a little bit more intense. Uh, more things happen. It, like I said, it, it slowly ramps up. So of course we get a couple sounds. Then we hear a couple. You know, the, see the door moving around. We hear even louder sounds coming from downstairs, which scare the unholy hell out of me. The part where the like the, the chandelier is moving. I don't know what that sound was in this movie, but like. You can hear a couple footsteps, and then you hear this like, and like I have no idea what the hell that was. And then they, they go downstairs, and they're like, "What is that? What is that?" And then they just see the chandelier moving, and they're trying to put the pieces together, like what what that could have even been. But nobody has no idea. It's oh man, my heart starts pumping so crazy during probably that a velociraptor. Scene. Oh, I'm getting worked up about it right now. Would it be more scary, Kevin, if a velociraptor, an invisible one? Was messing with them. Oh no! If it was visible, then I'd be interested. No, it's got to be I'd invisible. Be like, oh. <laughs> oh man! No, that does nothing for me. Oh, unless it's like Predator Invisible, where you can still kind of see its outline. Yeah. No. Uh, so uh, we they, uh, more creepy shit happens where um, one of the coolest scenes in the movie, and I wonder, I actually wonder about this if they actually got her to do this, but there's a. Two times where she gets up out of bed, she just stands up for, I think, three hours while Mike or Mika is still sleeping. And then she goes downstairs and outside. Um, I, I yeah, wonder I'm if I guess they... it wasn't an actual three hours. <laughs> That's just me. It's, it's crazy if it was. Better gotten some good money those two nights. I'll tell you that much. Um, I'm going to say it was probably three minutes and they just fast forwarded. <laughs> I don't know. They had to have done like a split screen, if that's the case, um, where Mika, because Mika's obviously laying there for a while, and the way how fast he's moving is about the same speed as I think it would be. Maybe if it was just three minutes, it wouldn't be that fast. It'd be a little bit. Slower. Yeah, 
but I I'm, think they probably figured out the dynamics of that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it's about three minutes. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you she, can always split screen it where she's you take a shot of her standing still. Yeah, and that's put, what I'm saying. You know, him on the other side. That's doing what his I was thing. thinking too. Um, and I think they. Do Although that I like where uh, at one point, like she telekinetically throws the blanket off him, and he doesn't notice. Like he rolls over and stuff, and still doesn't notice that he doesn't have a blanket anymore. He must I, be an amazingly sound sleeper. I don't remember, but. Um, so she goes outside the first time and, uh, Mika wakes up. Of course, she's not there. She's trying to look for him or he's trying to look for her and finds her outside on a swing where she's in this like weird comatose where she's like, no, I'm fine. I just want to be left outside. He's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Kind of thing. And trying to get her to come back out inside and says, all right, well, I'll just be back down here, you know, with some blankets. I'll just come sit with you. Um, while he goes back inside, shit's going on inside. The TV's turning on. He's hearing a bunch of sounds coming from upstairs. He goes upstairs. Um, the door slams behind him while he's in the bedroom. And then he turns around, and Katie's just standing there. It's a crazy scene. It's such a good scene. I really like the scene. It scares the Jesus out of me. Um, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so we, 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 we see this whole scene happen. That, that's that night. It's pretty intense. Katie doesn't remember any of it. She just remembers waking up at the doorway and Micah's or Mika's got the uh, camera right in his face, her face. Micah um, would have been a better name. Not much, but still better than Mika. Yeah. Mika sounds like a little Asian schoolgirl. Damn, that's pretty true. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even argue that. That is that is accurate. Um, yeah, so uh, we we move on to then some more shenanigans that happen through the night where. Uh, they hear some footsteps or some loud bangs, and somehow it leads them. I think it. No, 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 no. They do the powder first, and that's what leads them to the attic. So basically, Mika throws some of this baby powder down, and the idea is to try to capture its footprints because that's what they keep hearing throughout the night. And they do. It's weird footprints, and I do like this scene too because you actually see the footprints appear in the dust, and the uh, the the powders footprints on the normal floor and it, you know it's these demonic looking feet which is pretty cool what'd you think about that kevin <laughs> uh didn't do much for me <laughs> i don't i don't understand like how people are actually scared by this like it's so Terrible. minor and it's implied I mean, I, yeah i mean i'm not like i don't get scared at movies to begin with so this kind of thing is not going to do anything for me well, listen, you you live alone, correct? Yeah. All right. Let's say hypothetically, you know, for a series of weeks, you think your place might be haunted, and you you pull the you pull the the baby powder trick at your own place. <laughs> so in the middle of the night, you hear something. You get up and look. You see a footprint in in the baby powder you lay down, and you see footprints into your room, and they haven't left yet. Aren't you fucked up by that? <laughs> I'm fucked up right you. now. If there's some footprints I mean, that are in my in my kitchen or in my living room right now, and I saw them walking up, and I and they don't leave, <laughs> I'd be like, guys, I gotta go. And then I go, and I'd never come back. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, in this hypothetical world where there actually is a ghost, and I saw that happen to me, then yes, I'm sure I would be scared. But to fictional characters in a movie, 
I, I'm not scared about that at all. <laughs> but that's the point of found footage. It's supposed to almost make you feel – and I, and I get where you're coming from. Not everybody's going to see this because not everybody likes found footage movies. But when I watch a found footage movie, it makes me feel like not just a viewer but like I'm part of this experience that these people yeah. are actually uh, experiencing. It, it, it makes me feel like I'm there with them because they are bringing this camera around with them on basically whatever they're doing, making me part of their team or expedition or couple. <laughs> Uh, it's, I, uh, I got to have sex with Katie too in that one scene. That's what I'm saying. Like when I'm watching this, I'm kind of Nika, and I, you know, I'm looking at it through his eyes. And I'll tell you this much: I do turn the camera on every night. If you know what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, true. I mean, I kind of get that way with like games, like Resident Evil Two. Like that's intense because you actually have to fight these things, so it actually is kind of scary because you're the one in control. Whereas this, you're, you have no control. This is not happening to you. Whatever happens on screen doesn't affect you in any way, or at least in a game, it kind of does because you have to redo that section again, which would be a pain in the balls. But once again, <laughs> though, if Captain America dies in, in, in Infinity War, who cares? It doesn't affect your life in any way. Agreed. Oh, that, that would. Nope. I would cry for a week straight. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, you're not getting any work done today. I'm sorry. I just keep wetting all the papers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, see, that's the thing. I think with these movies, to me, it feels more realistic. We're in like other movies. That's why I don't get scared or anything like that. Especially like those touching movies where they're supposed to be tear jerkers. I don't care. Kill old yeller. That doesn't affect <laughs> me at all. <laughs> Damn. See those, yeah, those emotions I get more so than scared. Like I haven't gotten scared at a movie since when I was a kid and I saw like Pee Wee's Big Adventure and the clown doctors were scary. <laughs> I think that was the last time I was scared by a movie. Holy hell. It's a, <laughs> it's a weird thing. It's a weird pull. Um I was intense when I was a kid, but as right. an adult, no, like it doesn't do anything for me. But the scene definitely scares me. Um, the fact that the footprints never leave the room is what really gets me in this scene. Uh, they're yeah. just standing there, basically staring at Katie, you know, just at Katie's side of the bed, and they never leave. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think Larry's the ghost. Oh, yeah, he is. <laughs> Give me those feet. Um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, we've got... Katie and Mika both wake up and they're trying to follow the path of which this demon took. And this leads them to this back uh, closet where the attic has been propped open. And Mika discovers that there is a picture of young, young Katie uh, that looked like it you know, was burnt on the sides. And Katie basically describes that this was a picture that she thought she had lost when the fire happened in her house when she was really young. Um I like this scene too. It also freaks my bean because it's like I can empathize with her because it's just like, oh my God, it's like how would that picture even be up there? She says she's never seen this uh, picture for the last like 12 years or something like that. She's like, why would that be there? It's too intense for me to even try to put those pieces together. Um, <laughs> it's like if all your old Pokemon cards just appeared in your closet one day. Exactly. Those things have been <laughs> gone for years, years and years. And then if they just showed up in my closet, again, I'd be gone. I would be gone. You'd never see me again. I'd be living in an ocean on an inner tube, praying to God a Leviathan doesn't eat my butt. <laughs> Good thing ghosts can't swim. Yep. Um, but yeah, so uh, they they follow the path. They find the picture. And just from there, more crazy stuff happens. Uh, a couple nights 
later, I think it's actually sometime during the day, uh, they hear a crazy loud banging sound coming from upstairs. Mika runs upstairs to go find out what it is. They find a picture of the two of them together, and Mika's got a scratch on his face, and the part where uh, the glass is broken where his face is, um, that also pretty much scares me. I The one thing I don't like is Mika's acting here, because he's like, why is there a scratch on my <laughs> face? I was like, that's, I get it. He's we can see this. About it. He's really trying to draw the viewers into the fact that there is a scratch on his face. I could see it. <laughs> I could see the scratch. I could see the broken glass. The broken glass by itself would have been enough, I think. I don't know why they had to go out of their way to scratch the picture, but be that as it may. Um, <laughs> uh, but we'll get to, we'll just move kind of closer towards the end where it's, Let's see. Um, the second, I think it's night 20, um, which is the second night before the last. They're trying to get the doctor Damn. to come back. And, uh, well, they call the demonologist. He's out of the country. So they try to get the doctor to come back. He steps into the room or into the house, and he's like, no, this thing doesn't want me here. It's actually probably worse that I'm here. It's really unsafe. Uh, we need to leave. And, of course, the two of them are like, no, 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 you need to stay. We need to figure something out here. here uh, what do we got to do? And he's like, I got to get out of here. It's not for me. So he books <laughs> it out of there. Um, I feel like <clears throat> I feel like this scene was a little rushed. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. They could only get him for about five minutes that I day. <laughs> They're like, oh, shit, we need the doctor back. We need to call back Alfred again. (laughs) Yeah, that was a little bit rushed for sure. Um, And, uh, like, I don't understand. Like, they're just kind of taking it on faith that, oh, he says not to leave. But, like, I would totally fucking leave. Like, if it's anything like the ghost, all the ghost investigators in our world, they're all just scam artists. So they don't know anything. (laughs) You shut your mouth. Ghost Adventures is the greatest (laughs) TV show ever. And Demon House it is might one be of the a good show, TV but it's, movies. <laughs> it's also a complete scam. <laughs> is that Zach Baggins? Is Zach that that guy? Yeah, he's a, he's a blessing in all of our eyes. <laughs> that guy's a douche. <laughs> I hate that guy. That guy's the best. <laughs> <laughs> it's, he's the best because he is a douche. That's the only uh, reason. If he was, I'll tell you right now, if that guy wasn't a douche, the show would not be as half as entertaining. <laughs> because he's such a dick. That is true, yeah. Nobody will watch that movie, and I feel like nobody tells him he's a douche, so he just has to continue living this douchey life. <laughs> no, 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 you're he doing has. great. You're doing great, I Zach. He does. <laughs> I hope he does. <laughs> I hope he dies knowing that he was never a douche. <laughs> but the rest of the world knows. <laughs> he carved it on his tombstone. <laughs> Zach the douche baggins. Uh, <laughs> uh, so. Uh, the second That's such a good nickname, night. Douche Baggins. <laughs> yeah, sounds like a weird <laughs> hobbit. Uh, um, so uh, the second to last night, uh, the, the Katie's leg is kind of hanging out of the blankets, which I also found this weird. How – I mean it is California, so maybe you don't need comforters at all. But like that whole that whole bed is just sheets. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck, man? That's fucked up. That's all. Yeah. Now again, I agree. It is. It is California, and maybe you don't need a comforter. But man, I still need a comforter. You turn that AC up so I can wrap up. Yep. Oh, yeah. Even if it's super hot, I'll still use a comforter because I just can't sleep without it. Yeah, but that that being said, 
their bed is just sheets, and uh, her head, <laughs> her leg is hanging out of the sheets. Um, demon man, he comes in, takes her leg, basically drags her off the bed. This wakes Katie up, of course, and she starts screaming bloody murder as she's dragged to where the uh, in the direction of where the attic's at. Of course, she's screaming Mika. Mika gets up and runs towards her and is trying to pull her away. She's obviously very terrified and very scared, but they both break away from what the demon's clutches, get back to the bed, and then the next morning happens where she has got this crazy bite on her leg, or back, rather, sorry. Uh, she's got a crazy yeah. bike, uh, bite on her uh, back. They were actually going to leave the next morning. It seems like they were going to pack up and leave, try the hotel thing out. But, of course, now the demon does not want them to go and has somewhat control on Katie at this point to where she's like, no, 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 we should stay. We should just stay. We should just stay here. It's better this way. Um, Mika's obviously very confused because they were both under the impression of leaving and going to a hotel. But um, that's not what they're going to do. So. Um, he really should have watched that tape because she does give like a creepy demon smile after she gets him to leave. That's true. So if he just watched that tape, it's so good. He would have been warned. It's so good. Um, man, that smile is so creepy, dude. It's so creepy. <laughs> um, so the final night, the night amongst the nights. Uh, Kev, go ahead and explain this scene because uh, I, I've got the alternate ending in my head. So explain what you saw. <laughs> uh, so they're sleeping. Um, at one point, Katie gets up in the middle of the night, wanders downstairs. No, um, she stands there for three hours again. Oh, does she? Yep. Okay. And then she wanders downstairs. Uh, you see her disappear down the stairs, and then you hear her like blood curdling kind of scream and freaking the fuck out downstairs in the somewhere, I guess, <laughs> the kitchen, something like that. Uh, which wakes Mika up. He goes running downstairs. Uh, we so hear some kind scary. of commotion. <laughs> oh, God, I'm getting, I'm getting goosebumps again. <laughs> Mika ends up finally flying at the camera uh, where so he has, his body's kind of laying on the ground near the camera. Um, Katie comes up the stairs, kind of hovers over the body a little bit like she's going to eat it, <laughs> but then turns all, you know, early 2000s special effect for ghosts like one of those videos where they you watch something peaceful and then all of a sudden the face turns all scary and it makes a scream yeah and uh yeah that's about it i want to say that this was like one of the one of the movies that like started that weird like facial uh disorientation because i don't remember it really before this movie and then shortly after this movie a year or two later because even in uh grave encounters they that that happens so many times in that movie (laughs) um but yeah, I think that was around first. a lot before then. I want to say that was like, you know, 2004, 2005. That was back in the day. Like, I remember that back in like the Haunted Trails days. Oh, really? Yeah. When like the internet was still, you know, very like Newgrounds and all those kind of websites. Yeah, because I mean, <laughs> I only remember on YouTube and YouTube didn't uh, really start to shine until 2007. Because I think it started yeah. in 20, well, actually 2006. So, uh, yeah, well, either you guys way. You're so young. And naive <laughs> and naive and ignorance to the ways of the old times. <laughs> it's true. Now we sit on computers, but back in the day, people had to play with bread. <laughs> old people. Those were the days. <laughs> I remember those days. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So the alternate ending uh, is very similar. Katie wakes up. She stands there for about three hours, then she heads downstairs. At this time, she screams. Mika goes running downstairs. Then we hear a drop 
We don't know what it was. We're not entirely sure, but Mika has stopped screaming. You hear a very, very slow walk, it seems like, coming up from the stairs. We find out that Katie has a very heavy foot. She walks towards the camera, (laughs) and she has her nightgown on or whatever, and she's just covered in blood, and she's got a knife in her hand. She walks closer and closer to the camera. She looks into the camera, smiles, then slits her own throat and dies. (laughs) I think I would like that better. At least that would have explained how Mika died, which you don't get in the regular version at all. He's just kind of dead. True. I almost it could like be that. of natural causes, for all we know. I like that version probably a little <laughs> bit better. I I don't know because I'm 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 at a loss because I love the fact that in the original, when Micah fall or Mika falls, there's a long pause and you don't know what's going on. It's just a good solid, almost like twenty to thirty seconds, I think, to where there's nothing. There's no sounds, nothing. And then Mika's thrown at the camera, and it's the only time that I think there's like truly a jump scare in this movie. Um, but it scares me still. Like that that scene just <laughs> it does something to my to my bean. <laughs> well, there's another ending to this movie too. The original original ending. Oh, yeah. I'm listening. <laughs> where Amber the buddy hasn't heard from Katie in a few days. So she comes over, and at this point, she finds Mika, who's been stabbed to death by Katie. So she runs out of there, calls the cops. The cops show up, and Katie's standing in the bedroom over Mika with a knife or something like that. Uh, a door slams behind them. The cop gets scared, and they, they kill Katie. That sounds really that familiar. Huh. I think that yeah. is. Like, maybe I have seen that. That sounds really, really familiar. How do they how do they frame that so that that all gets on the uh, the camera? She's up in the bedroom and they come upstairs like investigating what's going on. And she's standing up there and this all oh. takes place like out of the bedroom and down the hallway type of shot, I guess. Oh, okay. but that was the original ending. They only showed it, I think, one time. And then because when they made this movie originally, obviously it was a very indie film because, you know, they filmed this in the director's apartment. I think this was his apartment and they just filmed him there. <laughs> and uh, whoever bought it, I don't know, whatever production company, Paramount or whatever, they changed I think the it was ending. House. Yeah, somebody, whoever bought it, they wanted, they put a different ending into it. Because they wanted to keep Katie around for the uh, sequels? Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah, because even the throat cutting thing, that would never fly because she is definitely, I wouldn't say a big part, but she's definitely in multiple of the movies later on. So, yeah. Yeah, she pops back up here and there. Um, so, uh, here's the ending I would have liked. I think I would have given this movie more credit if they would have gone with this ending, where essentially the ghost never takes her over. It just keeps driving them so insane that they get so paranoid and like turn on each other and one of them kills the other one. <laughs> not because of the ghosts, but just because they're so freaked out and paranoid that they're getting on each other's nerves like crazy. <laughs> it's kind of dark. <laughs> I would have been like, oh, <laughs> I would have liked that, I think. <laughs> More so than just, oh, the ghost did it. It's a demon. <laughs> it is a demon. He has a name later on. You'll mm-hmm. find out soon enough. <laughs> I hope it's I hope it's a silly name like most of them. It is pretty Zuzu. It's not it's not that at all. It's <laughs> it's not that at all, actually. Uh it's very close to Keith. Uh, <laughs> I can't even remember. I, yeah, I, I haven't seen this one. I don't know if I want to spoil it. It's always in my head because 
there's two things in this world that have to deal with that name. And I, I actually three things. <laughs> Binks. Nope, it's not Binks. <laughs> it is like an American man's name, though. It's very strange. Um, oh, that is weird. Yeah, you'll find out soon. But um, yeah, so that's basically the movie Paranormal Activity. Uh, Kevin gives it a one. That's pretty awful. <laughs> um, myself and Larry give it an eight. Um, yeah, this movie really does it for me. The, like I said, the first time I watched this movie, it just it scared me. I had to take breaks from it. It was the, it's the only horror movie I've ever had to do that to, where it's just like I was too scared to move on. I had to take a break. I do that with video games, like the scary ones, and I can't even play most of them because it just scares the – I mean – I completely agree with Kevin, as in when I'm playing a video game, I'm part of that world, and that's why when scary things happen, it's happening to me, and that's why I get out of there. I'm done. I can't play. Let's go back to (laughs) Pac-Man. Those ghosts are almost as terrifying as this demon. (laughs) You shut your mouth. (laughs) Inky was very scary. Um, it's true, <laughs> but yeah. So uh, let's see. What do you think is going to happen in the second movie, Kev? What do you uh, What do you th- suspect? What's the second movie about? Do you uh, I mean, I know parts of this because you told me before stuff about this, and I just I know vaguely. I know the second one's about her sister, right, and what's going on with her and her family. Yep. Yeah. 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 Um, they also have a pool. <laughs> they do have. A I remember pool. that. <laughs> um, I'm guessing. I don't remember hearing about the sister much in the other movies, so I'm going to say that she dies <laughs> by the end of the movie. Okay. The sister, by the way, uh, Jank, the sister is played by, I don't know the actress's name, but she was on Son of Sons of Anarchy, and she was Opie's wife who uh Oh, yeah. Killed. Yeah, it's that lady. I don't know her I liked name. I her. But, yeah. Dang, all right. I'll be slightly more interested, I guess. Although I didn't finish this movie the first time, so not that interested, I guess. I don't know who that is. So, um, but <laughs> it seems like every movie has a new she gimmick. Was good looking. Uh, this next movie's gimmick is uh, security cameras. So it's not just somebody walking around with a camera this time. Uh, it's all shot with security cameras, which is cool. Um, I do like that each movie has its own gimmick. Uh, makes it at least a little fresh. I'm not just watching a guy walking around with a camera the whole time. It's just something new every time. Um, so that's good. So there you go. You got something to look forward to security footage. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) It's going to be like being a security guard, except unpaid. (laughs) Yes. It's an unpaid internship. (laughs) Will you calm down? (laughs) (laughs) No, what about Uh, Blair Witch? I, I, I'm sure, Jank, you hate it, but Pete, you like it? You, you I love fan? that movie. I love I it too. so much. Not the I new mean, one. Give, the new one, I shat that on one the, the, the shat on that movie so bad, but the old one is <laughs> perfect. I love it. I've seen yeah. that so many times. And I remember when that came out, we, you know, like you guys were saying earlier, like the internet wasn't what it was. And we believed that story. A buddy of mine and I, we were like on the website and, you know, or on the internet and the internet was so fucking barren back then. Like we couldn't find anything. We believed this fucking story. So when we went to see it, like we thought this was fucking real. That's how, that's how naive and shit we were. That's how much I thought it was just an actual snuff film that they put in theaters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so good because that's the thing. It wasn't really a snuff film. It seemed too realistic. There wasn't anything over the top in this movie that made it feel fake. 
it was a lot of just like implied stuff going on to where when you'd actually see it, you didn't see anything bad. And that's why this movie was so excellent because it's all, it's not just what you're seeing. It's what your mind is thinking about right. while all these things are going on. So it's, it's like a two part movie that's going on simultaneously as you're watching it. You're seeing what these guys are going through, but you don't know exactly. So you're trying to put all the pieces together in your head and it, it's such a – it's just a thrill ride, that movie. Oh, it's its good. It's super, super good. That's it. the thing is like that movie is pretty solid, and at least it was very new for its time. Like it was doing a different thing that hadn't really been done up to that point, whereas this movie just kind of did the exact same thing, didn't really add anything new. It was just kind of let's just do the Blair Witch Project in a house. <laughs> it didn't add any kind of new layers or anything that hadn't been done by other found footage movies. No, it added it, eighty. It, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it, it, I, I think it did because at this time the house thing was new. Uh, they didn't do the sheets. Now the only thing that we've seen before is like TV shows or like ghost shows that did this before, but we've never seen a movie of this happening. They've always talked about it in TV shows and maybe done some reenactments in TV shows, but to watch an actual movie where this is happening to somebody, almost to the point to where they're like, we should probably call the ghost adventurer. Zach Baggins knows what to do, and you know, obviously they didn't get to that point. But that's why this movie is so good because it was. <laughs> kind of the first of its kind where it was something that you were watching these people go through that didn't have to do with Anthony Hopkins being a priest. It was an actual, like a couple. It was making you think that there was a couple going through this shit and just watching them. And the same thing like Blair Witch, you, you're trying to put the pieces together just as much as they are. And uh, that's why I like this movie so much. Hmm. Like name another <laughs> ghost movie in a house before this movie came out, like found footage stuff. Uh, all of them? Oh, found footage? I'm yeah. sure there were some. Uh, I don't really follow that you know genre that closely, but I'm sure there were some. I can't I can't think of one. And I follow the <laughs> genre very clearly and very much so. If those found but just putting it in a house so doesn't moved. make it that much different <laughs> to uh, me. To me it does. It 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 makes it it makes it new. It, it it, it makes it to the point, like, in Blair Witch, they're lost. They don't know where they're going. They're in a place that's unknown. What's creepy about paranormal activity is they're in a safe place. This is a place that they know, and that's why it's freaky. They're like, all right, our only other option is to go to a hotel. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Which I definitely would have gone to a hotel or go to one of those, like, sleep study clinics and have them watch you. And then if weird stuff is still happening, they're going to be like, oh, uh, we've got to do something about this. <laughs> like actual professionals are seeing this things happening. So they'll actually get involved. Not just I'll handle it. I got powder. <laughs> uh, I don't know. He did his best. <laughs> He's done everything that he can do. Yeah. But why did he think he was going to be able to handle this and said, and we shouldn't call the demon guy. I don't think he it was that's like the first thing. I don't think he wanted to handle it. He wanted to capture more and more shit on film. I think his idea and his whole ploy was to try to document ghost activity because it seems like he was always trying to antagonize it to show the camera more crazy shit. And I don't think he had a plan. I think he was just going up <laughs> and above Katie and just like, all right, I, I'll kind of use Katie as bait as being a, an asshole dude to just try to get this stuff on film. And that's why he said, don't call the demonologist. I think in the beginning, cause he's like, what if the demonologist maybe makes it go away? He's telling Katie that, Hey, yeah, no, 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 no. It's going to make it worse. But I mean, why would it make it worse? That doesn't make any sense. I think he wanted to capture <laughs> the stuff on film. 
He just wanted to be like the ghost version of uh, Jackass. Yeah. <laughs> Get all these home videos and then sell it and turn it into a show. <laughs> this is called Night 2, and I'm Johnny Knoxville. <laughs> We're going to show all three hours of her standing there. <laughs> uh... Six-part episode. Tune in next week. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, what are some of your like top found footage movies that you've seen, Larry? Not you, Kevin. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, you know, obviously Blair Witch. Uh, Grave Encounters, as you mentioned earlier, is another really good, surprisingly good movie. One of those, oh, let's try this thing. And then, you know, halfway through thinking like, hey, this doesn't suck. Yeah. <laughs> this is actually, it was like. Yeah, it was like a little gem. I had never heard of it. I just saw it somewhere several years ago, and we watched it, and it was surprising. Um, I'm trying to think, like, uh, I'm trying to think of some other ones that pop into my head right away. Yeah, I'm trying to think, too. Larry, did you ever watch uh, The Houses October Built, I think it was? The one about, like, the people going around to different haunted houses? I tried watching that and I saw some of it, but I, I didn't, I don't understand. Like I couldn't pay attention to whether or not it was real people. Like, is it a documentary or is it a movie? That's what they try to make you think. It's actually a, yeah. a real movie uh, of almost somebody doing a documentary. It's a, basically a mockumentary, which I also find oh. really, really good. I shouldn't watch those because it's just false stuff, like the mockumentary about mm-hmm. mermaids. Like, it makes me feel like there's actually mermaids now. <laughs> it's a mermaid documentary? Watch. Oh, yeah. It was on uh, Animal Planet or Discovery Channel. The first time it showed, everybody's like, what the fuck is this? Or is this for real? Like, like it blew everybody's minds. And then finally they leaked out saying, no, this was a mockumentary. And then uh, I think three years later, they did a second one saying, no, we recall what we said. This was for real. And they did all this crazy stuff. It was such a weird movie. <laughs> but anyways, uh, yeah. House it was of really Doctor- just narwhals. No, no, it looked like mermaids, but it was stupid. Um <laughs> But yeah, no, House October Bill makes you think that it is a documentary, and it starts out that way. They are going around to all these different haunted houses, but then they, they're trying to find the most haunted house during that time in October, and they find basically just the snuff house. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty intense. <laughs> like These people are just tracking them down to try to give them the invitation so they can give them the time of their lives. But yeah, it's, uh, it's a really intense movie. Uh, it's not the best one, but I mean, it, it's different. I like it. Um, <laughs> from what i heard the sequel just completely ruins the first one then though there's a sequel <laughs> yeah came out like yeah. a year or two ago oh the God. house is november bill who's <laughs> <laughs> got the best good. turkey yeah. <laughs> a lot of cranberry <laughs> sauce and shit it's not the same <laughs> <laughs> it's just white castle with their sweet potato fries <laughs> oh my god it's so hilarious um Another good one is uh, The Sacrament. With, I, it's got an actor that's been in a couple movies, including the, uh, No Country for Old Men or whatever, uh, the gas station oh, attendant. Okay. Um, but <laughs> the big name actors. Well, he's in there. You, you, you would recognize him. But um, it's basically a, a, a crew. I think it's two dudes that are going to go find this one dude's sister who's in this, like, it's almost, it's basically a cult film. Um it, it's such an intense movie because you're watching these guys go to this weird like place. It's like a paradise place with a leader. Uh, I think is a 
you know, he goes by father or whatever, and he's basically leading them to a new life. And then once they die, they'll, you know, whatever, just like the older, you know, whatever cult movie stuff. But of course this movie ends where he hands out all the Kool-Aid and then everybody just starts dropping and dying. And you're watching this all on film. And it's just like, Oh God, it's really crazy. Um, <laughs> the, sacrament. the sacrament. Is that what you said? Yeah. That's a, that's a good one. Hmm. I mean, I think my my favorite found footage movies are not really horror related in that they're Cloverfield and Chronicle. Those are like my favorites of all time. Chronicle's okay. Uh, Cloverfield, I love. That's a great one. Cloverfield is just such a great monster movie. Uh, it really is. Chronicle's good. I don't have a problem with it. Uh, I wouldn't say it's my favorite. I feel it's just too weird. Like even towards the end where it's just like it's not just one person holding a camera. It's about a – 300 people with cell phones and it's just like, well, how did you get all this footage? It's impossible <laughs> to put it I in I mean, in the age of social media, that's not that hard. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, I still enjoy the movie. Um, uh, there's a cool like documentary thing on uh, finding the actual Frankenstein, like as if Frankenstein was real. Um, <laughs> and it's based off the Mary Shelley novel Frankenstein. So they're looking for the monster and he's still alive. It's such a good movie. I wish I could remember the name of that one. Um, what if, uh, have you guys seen? I can't think of the name of it, but it was made by Bobcat Goldplate, and it's like a found oh, footage. Oh, Willow Creek. Movie. Yeah, that movie's okay. I mean, you yeah, know, that movie's not bad. That's another Bigfoot yeah, one. Yeah, that's ain't pretty it? good. Yeah, the Bigfoot, and there's another Bigfoot one too. I, I forget what it's called. It, it has no name people, and it's it's a, it's almost the same movie, but it was also not bad. I want to say it was called like maybe Backwoods or something like that. You know, one of those generic type of titles, but it, it wasn't bad either. It's hard we for watched, me to figure out which oh, ones were what. I don't remember which Bigfoots did what in which movie. They all merged yeah. together for me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We watched two the other night uh, on Netflix. I think it's called Apollo Eighteen. Yeah, it's kind of yeah, uh, yeah. I gave this a shot, and I was like, "Oh, this is gonna suck." But you know, it's not great. But I've seen worse movies. I'd give it like a five or a six. Like it was good enough. Yeah, that one wasn't too bad. I thought it was going to be bigger. I, when that movie came out, it's like nobody talked about it. And I remember seeing like a trailer for it. I was like, oh, man, this is going to be so cool because I think I was deployed at the time. So, I mean, I don't know what people were saying anyways. When I came back, nobody yeah. said anything. So I was like, oh, did this movie even come out? <laughs> and then I finally <laughs> watched it. And I was like, yeah, this wasn't too bad. I mean, it wasn't the best, but I mean. It was- you guys want to know a, a terrible secret? Apollo 18 is the only movie I've ever walked out on in the theater. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> really? Yeah. You, you see some clunkers, man. <laughs> I was just like, I can't do this anymore. I'm so bored. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't bad. You got to stop. Maybe it picks up in the back half, but. <laughs> Sitting in the theater is one thing. When you're just laying in your bed on watching Netflix, it, 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 it's not bad. Yeah, I can see that maybe. If you're doing other things, you're playing stuff on your phone or something. I can't keep you entertained. A movie. I've only done that once, and I felt horrible after doing so. <laughs> no, you didn't. You're right. I did. <laughs> have um, you guys seen? Have you guys seen the creep movies? Do you like yes, those? I do like those. Aren't they supposed to be doing a third one? I think oh, so. I yeah, I would imagine. Uh, yeah, the first two are really good, though. I don't think Kevin likes it because he says, I think you started watching it, Kevin, and you said it was too weird or something. 
Yeah, I, I did. And then I went back to it and I have seen them both now. Oh, they're still not my cup of tea, but I have seen them both all the way through. Yeah, no, I like them. What do you think, Larry? What do you think? about? Those? Yeah, they're OK. I, I, I don't I don't love them. I think it's interesting. Yeah. You're just watching this really weird creep guy, I guess. It's a good name for the movie. <laughs> and I just like that. You're just getting this weird perspective of this dude who's just so weird. <laughs> it's just great. <laughs> yeah, for me, though, like. Just seeing him on the league for so many years, I don't buy him as this creepazoid. He's just like yeah. he's Pete from the league to me. I don't know. <laughs> I can see that. And that's why I, I hate movies where it is a known – like I've never seen that guy before anyways. I, he looks familiar, but I've never watched the league. So I'm not familiar with any of his work. So watching it to me was fine. Um, but that's why I like it when they do found footage movies of people I don't know because then it – I am not taken out of the actual what you know what what's going on. It's this guy's playing a guy named Harold. And that he's Harold to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, him and his it was brother tough to get through the part where it was like tubby time. I was just like, oh god, this is this is creepy and not a, like a scary way, just an uncomfortable way. I love tubby I time. Want, like I don't want to be here for this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's such a good movie. <laughs> Yeah, uh, let's see. What other good ones? I remember there was a really good, uh, like, segment. It's not a whole movie, but in, like, I want to say it was VHS 2, where there was, like, zombies, but someone had, like, a GoPro on because they were out riding their bike. And it was just kind of like this all shot from a GoPro, like, zombie-type movie segment. I remember that being really cool. I think it kept moving from person to person, kind of, because some other zombie would pick it up or something like that. Uh... That's pretty yeah. crazy. What about the VHS movies? Did you ever see any of those? Yeah, not not a fan. I didn't like that either. I didn't get it. I was like, whatever. Those are okay. <laughs> I did, I've never seen Record. I'm like looking at a giant list of found footage movies. Um, I'll just ramble off a couple of them. Just give I always me... wanted to watch the Record movies, but like they Spanish. only have like three and four on Netflix. It's like, well, <laughs> I can't do this if you don't put the first ones on there. I can't do them at all. Um, so I'm going to ramble <laughs> off a couple found footage movies. Uh, these are the ones that I recommend. So this is a huge list. As Above, So Below. It's an amazing movie. Uh, Creep, we already mentioned. Blair Witch, we already mentioned. Devil's Past, which is a pretty good movie as well. I find that one interesting. Grave Encounters. Ooh, Troll Hunter. Did you ever see Troll Hunter? No. Oh, so that one is one of the only movies that I'll actually give a pass to actually having to read. Because it's all in like... <laughs> Man, what is it, Dutch or something? Yeah, like Norwegian or something like that. (laughs) Um, It's such a weird one, but this movie is so fucking amazing because it's a movie based on actual trolls in this Norway area or something like that. And then they're actually hunting them or get with a, a guy who hunts trolls to keep them at bay. But they follow a lot of the cliches like the Billy Goat's Gruff. Um, where they have to feed goats to the trolls under the bridge. And it's just following all these like crazy stories that we all grew up like listening to or reading uh, when we were kids. It's such a good movie. If you can get past the whole reading what the hell they're saying, it's a, it's a solid movie. And don't don't believe in God. If you believe in God, they could smell that. Um, <laughs> done and done. Chronicle of the Visit, uh, which is a, a Shamalama Ding Dong one. That one wasn't too bad. I love the ending. Oh, that yeah. One. That movie's end- awesome. Yeah, that, I love that. Yeah. That that movie, the ending of that. I like that one. Even the kid getting the diaper in his face is just fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Great, yeah. great yeah. stuff. The scene under the porch is fantastic. Yep. The, yeah. the kid 
the kid rapping in the credits not fantastic. No, I can no. I can do without that. Yeah, no one needs that in their life. Uh, Project X is a non-horror movie. It's a found footage party movie. I don't know if you guys remember that one from 2012. I remember it. I didn't see it. I think I – I don't know if I saw it or not. I might have. Oh, yeah, I I think I did see that. There's a guy with a flamethrower and shit at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty insane. Uh, Cloverfield, we already mentioned. Unfriended, uh, which was like the, the webcam one, which wasn't too bad. I, I like can't I can't get into those because I'm approaching 50 at this point and a lot of those kind of <laughs> internet movies there's just constant text messages popping up on the screen yeah I can't yeah. fucking see what the fuck's going on so <laughs> I, I can't get into any of that technology based then you must love yeah. paranormal activity for the most <laughs> um, yeah yeah I hear you <laughs> Uh, let's see what else is on here. Uh, Apollo 18, uh, the taking of Deborah Logan, which was a weird one. Just a chick going through dementia. It's pretty insane. <laughs> uh, Hell House, which is a uh, one that I think might still be on Netflix, which is okay. Uh, the Den, which I want to say, isn't the Den like? Oh, uh, I remember that. Unfriended that as well. Yeah, that was yeah. another like, webcam one. I like that one. Um, let's see. Do, 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 do. That uh, that house or haunting on Fraternity Row that I saw last year was kind of one of those. I don't remember if the whole thing was, but a lot of it was they just had this camera that they kept bringing around. Oh, yeah, I watched that a couple weeks ago. I don't. I I might have fallen asleep towards the end, but it was <laughs> it was okay. Yeah, yeah, that's about how I felt. It didn't blow me away or anything. I was the only one in the theater for that one. <laughs> yeah, I, I could see that. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> You went to the theater to see that? I thought that was made for Netflix. <laughs> yeah, it was like one theater was showing it like once a day. That's how popular it was. <laughs> That's fantastic. I was like, oh, all right, I'll go see it. Uh, we got the yeah, At least there was boobs in it. Grave so Encounters something. 2. That's a cool one, I suppose. Yeah, it's not. It's it, it's it's compared to the first one. It's it's OK. Yeah, it's not bad. Uh, the house is October built. Um Willow Creek, we mentioned. Oh, Cannibal Holocaust. I guess that's kind of a found footage-ish. I mean, that is actually oh, yeah, the premise. Kinda. Um, that one's definitely one that's different. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there's a whole bunch of them there. Big old pile for everybody to sink their teeth into. Uh, and we'll do this every single time we have to do paranormal activity. I'll read these all <laughs> off again. Oh, good. There might be some <laughs> there might be twelve new ones by next week. Yeah. Who might knows? Be. Uh, I guess can we do best final girl? Because does it count if, as you being the final girl if you're also the murderer? <laughs> um, dang, I don't <laughs> That's know. That's a conundrum. Yeah, she's still. Yeah, let's do it. Yep. So Katie and her feet, which Mika have <laughs> a very large passion for. <laughs> so I think our reigning champion so far was Rennie from Friday the Thirteenth Part Eight. Um. And Katie's feet. Jason takes Manhattan. <laughs> so uh, it's her versus Katie. Hmm. Oh, man. Larry, I think I know which way you're going to lean on this one, but. <laughs> we'll never know. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm, oh I, I thought you were asking Pete. Are you asking Pete? <laughs> no. Well, everybody. Oh, well, I'm going. 
I'm always going Katie. <laughs> <laughs> I figured. <laughs> Interesting choice. <laughs> you know, oh, man. Oh, man, I mean. Remember's pretty great, but. Yeah. Katie, I mean, Katie's she definitely looks realistic. good in some of the scenes. Yeah. Some of the scenes. <laughs> <laughs> I just Especially like when she's in Paris. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. She just, she just looks like a real woman. She's definitely not a model. And, you know, she's just like a regular girl. That's what makes her hot. She's yeah. like the hot yeah. neighbor that you watch through the window. And don't tell, <laughs> you don't tell anybody about it, though. But you also have a camera. Yeah. And binoculars. <laughs> well, when you put it like that, now I have to vote for Katie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say Katie, which is weird because I've always just been like, she just looks like a normal chick, but that's what I think I like about her. Hell yeah. <laughs> she yep. looks like a normal chick, and I think I'm attracted to normal. <laughs> I guess that's a good thing. Yeah. That's, that's probably what you have a better shot at. Now, the better question do we like normal Katie or demon Katie more? <laughs> I bet, mm. I bet Demon Katie in the sack is pretty, pretty good. I don't know. Mika said that Katie, normal Katie, is an animal, and she does things that are might be considered illegal. Mm. I like illegal. Yeah. I kind of want to know what those things I think he was just kind of making that up. No, no, no. <laughs> Trying she to make it sound cool. Things. Yeah. <laughs> she kills a man, they blows him. Hmm. That's a tough call. You're still getting blown, though. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's pretty good. Those are illegal yeah. things. And that's just normal, Katie. <laughs> yeah, I'm going I'm going demon. Yeah, demon's going to amp it up even right, more. Demon Katie. Yeah. That's that's what we're doing. <laughs> Not all together, though. That's weird. All right. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Fantastic. Somehow we stretched out first. I was worried. I didn't think we were going to stretch that out to an hour, but we did. We're at an hour 17. That's perfect. Yeah, we somehow did. Yeah, I can't believe it. The next well, one. Well, we've been – Larry, I wanted to get your your thoughts on this uh, as we wrap up our look at the Rocky movies last week. Um, what is your ranking of like the first six you know, Rocky movies? Not counting Creed and Creed 2, but just like the six Rocky movies. Uh, well, for me, number two is always my favorite movie as a kid growing up, because, you know, that's the one where he finally does it. And, you know, the dramatic both trying to get up on the 10 count at the end. I always yeah. that. So probably you would go two, one, three, uh, probably Balboa and then four and then. That fucking piece of shit five. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be shocked and appalled to hear that Pete was saying that two is basically only slightly ahead of five. Oh. Like very slightly. No, no, no. Not not two. Balboa is just slightly ahead of five. I think you said those then, were neck and neck, but yeah, you those only gave two are neck and neck. Rocky two maybe like one point difference. <laughs> Correct. Rocky two is an abomination. <laughs> I, I love can't stand it. that movie. I, there's so many I love injuries in a coma. They might lose the baby. I know. It's it turns dramatic. into a soap opera in the middle of a boxing movie. It's very fascinating. <laughs> That's <laughs> what these movies are, though. Soap They're operas. They're all kind of like that. 
you tell you watch you watch number three and tell me it's a soap opera please go ahead and tell me that watch number four tell me how much it's a soap opera i want to hear your thoughts four is probably the least soap opera three's got a good amount no where she's got to like talk some sense into him and stuff like that that's just a good scene you can't win (laughs) that's a good scene too yeah yeah I love all the Rockies, though. Me too. Yeah. Except for five. Yeah, five. <laughs> I really can't watch five. Yeah, fuck. Yeah, five, five is probably the worst. But then I would put Balboa next to that, then number two, then number one, then number four, then number three. Balboa. I love Balboa. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I love it because it's such a especially since you know like i said i'm 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 older than you guys so like i grew up on the rocky movie i watched them all the time back you know when hbo there was only one hbo and it showed all the rocky movies all summer long we used to i used to watch it all the time so you know when we got to balboa he was calling back to all that shit like even uh you know, little Marie, you know, like, like, holy shit. Like, I realize that's not that same actress or whatever, but like, Hey, they're, <laughs> you know, they're calling back to like the original things. Like some little ancillary character is now playing a part in this. And it's like, it's, you know, it's like a nostalgia trip. That's why I yep, think yeah. I like Balboa so much. So. You know, the, the it's good. He's got a lot of heart with him trying to do this again after so many years. Yeah. Uh, and everyone's trying to tell him not to basically, but he's just like, fuck it. I got nothing else left in my life. So I'm not. Yeah, I love it. I Me know. too. Yeah. I think I think what it is is I'm watching it now, and the movies, especially that one, it's like it's cool that they call stuff back, but I don't understand why he has to basically be dating Little Marie, which is way younger than Rocky, even though they don't say it is. But boy, oh boy, did I see it going that way! And then of course in Creed and One, they don't even bring. Well, we don't know. Um, we just don't. I don't- I don't get that. No, I think it was more of he took on like a more father figure protector of this lady. To steps he did, but not of her. The steps he took on the fatherly thing, but not of Kate or uh, uh, little Marie. I mean, every time they got together, he was basically talking about Adrian or looking at her picture and stuff like that and being like, my wife's dead, but she's not not in here and that kind of thing. So he kind of did keep telling her like, that's, you know, that's not what I'm here for. Man, we can get into this all day, and we all know that you guys have a sentimentality to the the franchise (laughs) that I don't have. Uh, I enjoyed the story of Rocky. Balboa's a travesty. (laughs) (laughs) That's blasphemy. That is is real. What's weird is I actually enjoyed the movie when I saw it in theaters when it first came out. And that was before I watched any of the other movies. And then tying them all in finally, it's like, what the fuck are they doing? <laughs> I wish they never did this movie. Ah. By the way, I forgot to mention last week when we did the show that there was a deleted scene in Creed 2 of um, Rocky giving the eulogy at Spider Rico's funeral. Oh, oh. Spider Rico died? Yeah. Everybody's favorite character from the first movie? <laughs> Oh, this is a solid callback. I'm so glad he was in the entire franchise after the first movie. And we got to see him again as a, oh, a callback in the second, in the sixth movie. Yeah, but that's a big deal, though. It is. It is. It's a big deal, though. 
It's no, part not. of this mythology. <laughs> if it was a big deal, he would have been there throughout the rest of the damn movies. Listen, I, I forgot it, about him it, until the sixth movie. It's a character building trait. It shows you like, hey, remember way back at the beginning of the opening movie, that guy he 40 was 40 years ago. He, yeah. <laughs> he's still looking out for that dude. Yeah. Oh, I don't see that at all. I, I think that that's what the movie was trying to <laughs> make you exactly feel what like. It is. Make you feel mm-hmm. like that, but they never mentioned the guy once at all. Just like in the Creed movies, we had that one guy named Peter Patelli or whatever. It's like, oh, this is my good <laughs> friend Peter Patelli. Who? Like, this is nobody. I don't know who this well, is. Well, I mean, it's been 20 years. We didn't see all of Rocky's life, <laughs> we didn't see every every day. Someone had to be running the gym all this time. Uh-huh. I, got, I guess it was this guy, and they became friends. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. That's bound to happen. I'm in the wrong. I got it. I understand. <laughs> I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> One other thing uh, before we do some Weird Al. Uh, Larry, I know you've been watching a lot of Twilight Zone episodes. Yeah. Um, I had started watching some uh, a couple months back and stopped, and then I was kind of getting back into it again recently. Are they new and or I the just old watched- ones? No, the old oh, ones. Oh, they're so good. The old classic ones. I know. They, most of them are really good. <laughs> There's one I wanted to talk to you about, though. Do you remember the one with the uh, the camera that would like take pictures of the future? Yeah. Like those criminals. You saw that one, too, Pete? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was watching that one the other day. I'm like, oh, I love this premise all the time. This is going to be great. But then, <laughs> like, the acting was so terrible. And then they all just happened to fall out a window somehow. <laughs> Which doesn't seem very likely. <laughs> like the two guys are fighting and they fall out the window. Yeah. <laughs> the blonde lady goes to look and like trips over a cord. She falls out the window. And then like the bellhop guy who's shaking him down goes over there and just looking out the window and not even doing like moving or anything. He just falls out the window somehow. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this doesn't seem very possible. <laughs> it's not really a, an episode about a camera at that point. It's about that window. Yeah. yeah. That window was the Twilight Zone. <laughs> yeah, those episodes to... are so good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I love it so much. I love watching those things. They really are great. I saw like the other Bill Shatner one. I don't know how many he was in total, but not the one with the the guy on the wing, but the one where he's like in that diner. And he, like, yeah, he's he's asking that machine like yeah, future. and he's like addicted to it. And he just doesn't want to leave anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one's pretty good. Too. Yeah, that's a good yeah. episode. I love all those. That's yeah, I just I love that old style. I just love yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Why can't we go? Some of the acting like is that. a little goofy, but yeah, no, some of the acting is bad. Yeah, some of it. <laughs> I still like it. Well, um, I guess let's talk a little bit about Weird Al. All right. Well, uh, let's talk a little bit about Weird Al. Um, I'm calling it audible this week. We should be up to the album running with scissors, but I figured we'd wait on that one a little bit. <laughs> that one's Son of a bitch. so great that there's going to be some long ass clips. So I didn't want to waste too much time with that. So instead we're going to skip that this week and go to the album poodle hat. Uh, I thought this would be appropriate for Larry being here because every time I make fun of this album, <laughs> uh, Larry kind of stands up for it usually. So I figured you would be an expert on this album i'm hoping and help us pick the best original songs from this album all right (laughs) (laughs) hey look you could have you could have done running with scissors but now you have to defend poodle hat how does that make you feel 
Uh, it's, you know, what are you going to do? I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm looking at the track listing cause I don't know. Yeah. They're, uh, they're not great, but I'm going to play little bits of clips All to right. kind of refresh people's memories here. Uh, the first one on the album is a song called hardware store. This one, I don't believe is a style parody of anyone in particular. It's just kind of a, a song <laughs> about being excited about a new hardware store uh, opening, which doesn't that sound hilarious? No. Um, <laughs> here it is. it's not like terrible it's just not really very funny it's just kind of let's name things at a hardware store that's the joke i guess i think what it is is what happens is a lot of people say hey al you're doing too many foods about or too many songs about food can we try something new (laughs) and then he does this one and people like go back to food you did you did better (laughs) you did better with food it's kind of like, I mean, even his songs about hardware, I would say I like Handy a lot better than this. <laughs> so it's not even his best song about, you know, hardware stores. <laughs> yeah, but the flow, though, the flow is nice. He, it is. He, you know, he can, yeah. definitely, he can definitely flow, which is fun about that song. Yeah, like the one part where he's just like, he's just randomly listing things off and just like super fast and it's really good. It's impressive. Yeah, but- uh, it's not funny, though. It's not super. No. Funny. <laughs> yeah, not so much. Uh, this next one kind of has the opposite problem. Like, it is kind of funny. And uh, it's like delightfully mean spirited, I guess, <laughs> which is good. It's something you don't always get with Weird Al. Um, but the music kind of lets me down on this one. Um, this was a, a song called Party at the Leper Colony. Um, it's <laughs> just kind of about going to a party at a leper colony and all kind of funny little puns, which are pretty good. It's just like, I don't know. It's got this weird nineties talk show style like <laughs> music along with it. Um, here it is. Middle little lady, so pretty and young. She was quite a talker till the cat got her tongue. She oozed up beside me, I turned on my charm But pretty soon she was completely disarmed I said, girl, now don't fall the pieces on me But she cried her eyes out literally At the party at the leper colony There's a party at the leper colony All right. 
right. Um, yeah, I mean, I like some of the puns <laughs> about like various body parts falling off. It's that's good, but you know, musically, it's not that memorable. It sucks. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I like, I like the hardware store one better. Yep. <laughs> I have to agree with that. Uh, this next one, this one also, I'd never thought much about this song. Um, I was not a big fan until the last time or one of not, not the last time, but one of the times Pete was in recently and, uh, me and him and his brother, Nick all went to see Weird Al along with my parents and uh, our uncle and our cousin Troy. Um, and Weird Al did this song <laughs> live and it's so much better live than it is on, on the album. Uh, because it's, it's funny when he does it live because he's like actually going to people and going up to people in the audience and kind of saying these lines to him. And it's it's he pulls it off with just his showmanship, basically, whereas you don't totally get that in this version. But um, it's you know, some of it's good. Some of it's really terrible. Uh, but this is a song called Wanna Be Your Lover. Spelled all funky. Uh, here it is. <laughs> I wanna be your cracker toe Let my lava flow all over you I wanna be your anaconda And your heat-seeking missile too I wanna be your beef burrito Am I making this perfectly clear? I wanna be your love torpedo Are you picking up the subtle innuendo here? If I chew on your butt You can tell me truthfully Am I a steaming hunk of love now or what? There just aren't enough holes in smooth To describe how smooth I am Maybe you've seen my picture It's in the dictionary under kablam My lips are registered weapons Can I invade? Your personal space You must have fallen from heaven That would explain how you messed up your face Well uh, I love that part <laughs> uh, Yeah, some of the lines are pretty good Like they're uh, like funny bad Some of them are just bad bad <laughs> Kablam Yeah <clears throat> Uh, that's a, like a really, really long song for some reason. I want to say it's like six and a half minutes long or something like that, (laughs) which is far (laughs) too much. (laughs) This is an Albuquerque. It's not a long song of goodness. (laughs) I don't like it. Yeah. It's like I said, I'd never thought much of it till I saw it live. And that was the only time I was like, all right, this is actually kind of funny the way he's doing this. It's funny when he's singing to people. That's where it's funny because you just you could see the uncomfortable looks in people's faces. And (laughs) that's why it's good. Other than that, when it goes up to a woman in the audience and just like, you must have fallen from heaven. That would explain how you messed up your face. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, that's that's kind of cool. But yeah, the album explains why her face is ugly. (laughs) Not so good. Jank, you said your parents went? Yeah. Really? Your parents are also into Weird Al? Yeah, surprisingly, yes. Um, when I was like, I want to say, you know, 12 or something, I was probably in seventh or eighth grade. We, I really wanted to go see Weird Al, so they took me 
And my dad like really enjoyed the hell out of it. <laughs> he was like, this is probably gonna be something stupid because it's something the kid likes, but <laughs> I guess he really enjoyed it. And ever since he's kind of been uh, with me on the whole Weird Al thing. And we've gone to see them a bunch of times. Yeah, sorry, the dog's barking. <laughs> no worries. Yeah. I thought that was Peter. Usually yeah. this is when he gets hungry. It's true, I am hungry. I <laughs> <laughs> start cooking those oodles and noodles. Hmm. Next um, song. Favorite, favorite album overall? Uh, of Weird Al, yeah. Um. Oh. Man, that's tough. Running with Scissors. Yeah, it might be Running with Scissors. Just because that one was such a good time in our lives, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it meant so much to us at that point of our lives. I hear you, yeah. Because, you know, same for me. Like, I would go... In 3D, that's probably my favorite Al album because that was the first. That was when I got a boombox at whatever, 12 or whatever year that came out. I was like 11, 12, something like that. And that was the first cassette I bought. I was like, I'm going to, I got my birthday money. I'm going to buy Weird Al. And I bought in 3D and like I've just loved it ever since. Yeah. I heard that album, you know, a thousand times over the course of my life. I think the first actual CD I owned was like the first uh, Weird Al Best of. Oh, nice. Almost like the blue background. Yeah. 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 It's pretty great. CD for me was uh, Motley Crue, Dr. Feelgood. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The first CD that I actually bought was Conspiracy of One Offspring, but Kevin used to make me a gajillion CDs. So I just had a bunch of random. CDs because he had the ability <laughs> where we didn't really have a computer at the time. And Kevin's like, I could burn CDs, and at the time we're like, don't do that; that ruins them. And he said, yeah, No, yeah. I put songs on them. <laughs> it's a magical box. Yeah. <laughs> Is there a fire in this box? Oh, so Peter, crazy. when will you learn? <laughs> that wasn't that long ago, and to think nowadays, like you can just click a button and it's on your iPod, and like. You know, eight seconds. Yeah. It's so it's so nuts. Yeah. I used to have to like go to the library and like have them order CDs from other libraries that actually had CDs and like <laughs> get them for me. And I would go get them and like record them onto like a cassette tape. Oh, my God. Yeah. Holy hell. You like you like the offspring that much. <laughs> I do. Yeah. <clears throat> I love the offspring. Me too. They're so good. Uh, Someday, Peter, will see them. To me, they're the, they're the best band ever. But yeah, hopefully. Are they we're European team. or are they American? They're American. They're from uh, California. Yeah, they're from California. <laughs> they also seem like they could be from like Denmark or Sweden or somewhere. <laughs> Is it because of Dexter Holland's hair? Because he's just yeah, so blonde. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> they have a guy named Noodles. <laughs> that definitely sounds Scandinavian for sure. <laughs> they're all into those noodles. <laughs> I saw Bowling for Soups getting back together or something. You pumped? They are. I'm <laughs> pumped. Yeah, they're oh, supposed boy. to be doing van, uh, like a Vans Warp Tour in California. Like everybody's going to be there. Like Offspring's going to be there. Uh, there's so many bands. But yeah, Bowling for Soup, even uh, – oh, damn, who is it? Um, the Starting Line. They haven't been together in years, oh. and they're going to be there. I was like, What? I saw the uh, Bowling for Soup once at like a Bridgeview Fest or something that they yeah. had over by like the <laughs> the soccer stadium, and uh, it was 
It was not great. <laughs> have, you, have you seen them recently? I don't know what they're putting in that soup, but them guys are big. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're all they've never been small guys, I'll tell you that. No, no, especially the drummer. I think he's just uh, the drummer or the guitarist, he's just so fat. He's just yeah. a fat guy. <laughs> they're all pretty The big. singer sounds like he should be a very skinny, like little pipsqueak guy, but I don't know what he looks like in real life. Other than nineteen eighty Five is that the only song they would have that you nope. know mainstream knew of? No, they what had their a, first the girl. Song all the bad was... guys want is the biggest yeah. song that they had until nineteen eighty five. He's the girl, or she's the girl. All the bad guys want. She's the girl. <laughs> all the bad guys want. I don't. And it just goes on like that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it was very creative. Nineteen eighty five is a big one. Uh, they had a, a bunch of singles, though. Like, Amazing is another song. Or, or Almost, not Amazing. Uh, Almost is another one. Uh, but, yeah, they were never, like, really big. 1985 is, I think, what basically sent them on their way. They were no Simple Plan. Uh, <laughs> simple Plan had a bajillion, a bajillion hits. It's true. We, we got to well, see that. in our circles. What did they uh, sing? Simple Plan. That sounds familiar. I do anything just to fall asleep with you. Um, <laughs> yeah. Addicted. Yeah, I'm addicted. I'm addicted to you. I'm just a kid. Yeah. yeah, they had a bunch. A bunch of stuff that came out on their other album or the one of their albums right after they kind of like lost their way. And then they got back. They got back and created one of the greatest CDs ever known to man. <laughs> so they're another one of those bands, though, with the lead singer has that. My daddy made me get a job, and I'm mad about it. Larry, like, Larry, I'm not. I'm going to tell you right now. That guy is probably about forty, and he's still singing that. Yep. Oh <laughs> it's so ridiculous. I made that same comment when Pete made us listen to that album over and over again when we went out to visit him last time. I was like, this guy's got to be like 40. And he's still screaming about like, I'm going to do things my own way. It's like, you're 40. <laughs> Who's telling you what to do? Probably a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> you have cancer now i'm gonna do it my way my way <laughs> i'm not gonna listen to anything you say you have cancer you need chemo <laughs> nothing you say nothing you say <laughs> you're going to die <laughs> um yeah so simple plants feel pretty great um but yeah uh, sounds like uh, what's the next? What's the next song, Kevin? For Mr., All right. Mr. Al. So this next one, Mr. Yankovic. Uh, I do actually legitimately like this one, mostly because I can really relate to the first verse. <laughs> but this is a good song. We'll see if you can figure out who this is a style parody of. Um, I kind of feel like they only said that because <laughs> it's a it's got piano in it, uh, more so than it actually sounds like this person. But whatever. This is a song called "Why Does This Always Happen to Me," and it's just kind of. You know, a guy who's seeing stories about like terrible things, but he's only worried about, you know, the minor ways they affect him. But man, I really like this first verse because boy, could I relate to it. <laughs> Here you go. I was watching my TV one night when they broke in with a special report about some devastating earthquake in Peru. 
There were 30,000 crushed to death, even more were buried alive. On the Richter scale it measured 8.2. And I said, God please answer me one question. Everything, and now I'll have to wait for the rerun to see the part of the show I missed. Why does this always happen? Why does this always happen to me? Why does this always happen? Why does this always happen to me? So who do you think that's a style parody of? Chirp, chirp. <laughs> chirp, chirp. Well, I know who it is because I, I was I was looking on Wikipedia. So I ah, nice. Oh, you want to? And while I was listening to that, <laughs> I, was, me. I was thinking while while that was playing, I was like, yeah, this does remind me of uh, of Kevin Jank because. His love of seismographs. Yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking of. <laughs> well, more so that I used to like tape the Simpsons every time it was on. Yeah. I have like 50 tapes of like Simpsons episodes. So it, it would drive me fucking bananas when like they would interrupt it with some kind of news story. Do you still so, have man. those? Yeah, still can't, do. Can't you just buy them all for like $8 <laughs> on like a DVD? Yes. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so it was time well spent, clearly. Didn't you start so, buying them at some point? The DVDs? No, I never did. By the time they started putting it out on DVD, I was like over it. <laughs> so, so you have a VCR because we've learned we learned Friday night that you still have a cassette player and cassettes. <laughs> so, are you to tell me you also have a VCR and VHS tapes? I, I have at least two VCRs. <laughs> at least two VCRs. Why two? I have one. Uh, Why one? Well, I have both. I like got home videos. DVD slash VCR combos. So I mean, I don't use it a whole lot, but I've got it at least just in case. <laughs> huh? I got the most yeah. hilarious home videos that anybody could ever dream yes. of watching. So that's why I have my VCR because. They're just delicious. Those are pretty great. <laughs> are you naked? <laughs> <laughs> and that's why they're great. Oh, okay. <laughs> but by the way, that was uh, Ben Folds, I believe. Yep. Ben I don't even Folds. know who that is. <laughs> oh, man. Five. You know Bowling for Soup, but not Ben Folds? Correct. <laughs> Song for the Dumped? Uh... Give me my money back, you bitch. Dun, 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 dun. No, Kevin, I don't know what that is. <laughs> Man, oh, Brick. You got to know Brick. Do I? Do the I need song to about know? abortions? <laughs> I don't know. I have to listen to it, I guess. Is it more bitch talk? <laughs> no. No bitches in that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Well. This next one, this one is a style parody that I'm sure you'll be able to get, because if not, there's something very wrong with you. So no pressure. 
Um, <laughs> in fact, the title itself is kind of a giveaway. Uh, it's a song called Bob. Uh, it's not a very long clip because I really don't like this song. <laughs> um, I guess I'll tell you what this song is because it, without knowing what it is, it's kind of like this really doesn't make any fucking sense. Why don't you just play it and then see if Pete knows what it is? Okay. Yeah, that'll Sounds be good. Oh, yeah. Like it. Here it is. It's Bob. I'm an Amrigo, a German am I. Never out or even if I had a high five. Madam, I'm Adam. Too hot to hoot. No lemons, no melon. Too bad I hit a brute. Lisa Bonet ain't no basil. Oops. Oh. All right. But first off, okay, do you know who that was a style parody of? Bob Dylan. Yep, there you go. <laughs> and do you have any idea what any of that gibberish was? No. <laughs> I heard lemon. <laughs> uh-huh. That's all I heard. It was it was a song where every line is like a palindrome. So it's the same forwards as it is backwards, essentially. Mm. <laughs> Lemon Nemel? Nomel. <laughs> yeah. yeah, something about melons and lemons. Whatever. <laughs> Somehow he makes it work. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, it's not it's not a, a gimmick that really seems like it would support an entire song. And it doesn't. <laughs> it also seems like it's it's a lot of work to go through just to sing it like Bob Dylan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he does do surprisingly well though yeah but that's not a good thing i don't think no no <laughs> that's not a guy you want to emulate it kind of sounds like your norm impression number one ezra <laughs> all right this next one this is also a style parody um this is also a song that's very, very long on the album, but luckily this clip is not nearly that long. <laughs> uh, we'll see if you can figure this one out. It's a song called Genius in France. Here we go. People say I'm a geek, I'm a ironic little freak, an annoying pipsqueak with an unfortunate physique. If I was any dumber, they'd have to water me twice a week. But when the mademoiselles see me, they all swoon and shriek. They take my mystique, they think I'm say magnifique. When I'm in Paris, I'm the chicest of the chic. They love my body odor and my bad toupee They love my stripy shirt and my stupid beret And when I'm sipping on a Perrier In some cafe down in Central Pay It's hard to keep the fans at bay They say, sign my poodle, see who play Sign my poodle, see who play Poodle, poodle God, that 
is over. Yeah, hey, that sucks. <laughs> That's why I say I'm not really a big fan of this album. <laughs> not a lot of bright spots. Uh, but do you know who that was a style parody of? To me, it's it definitely is a style parody of this person. Like it, it's a good job in that regard, but it's not a good song. <laughs> I have no idea. Santana. <laughs> no, I mean you're not that far off. At least you didn't say Sting again. <laughs> the police. <laughs> um, this was a style parody of Frank Zappa. Oh, okay, I can see that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, uh, Larry, how say you? Any of these going in the best of tournament? <laughs> best of original songs? Yeah. Oh, fuck no. no. <laughs> I'm honestly okay with that. Yeah, nothing. I like that one about the Simpsons. That was pretty funny. Yeah, that one's that one is kind of good. I wouldn't mind throwing that one in. There's other verses about, like, you know, his friend dies and he's upset that he's never going to get his five bucks back that he owed him. See, that's funny. <laughs> Stuff like that. I'm cool yeah. with that one. Yeah, throw it's that one premise. in. The rest of them, you can put them in the trash. <laughs> yep, I agree. And uh, like I said, I think I mentioned to you this in the text the other day. The Apocalypse album, I think we're just going to skip that one. <laughs> I'll let you listen to that one on your own. And if there's any that you disagree and you want to put them in, let me know. But... I don't even want to listen to those songs again. <laughs> I will get right on it. <laughs> Sweet. Those ones are just not good. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Well, we got one winner. All right. That's Gouda. That's Gouda. Running with scissors might have a lot more. <laughs> we might have some extras on that one. Yeah. I love that album so much. It's just a good album. Yeah, it is. Surely, surely is. Cool. All right. Well, I think we've hit just about everything. Yep. We wanted to cover. I think we good. I think we good. Think Larry, good. thank you again for coming on the show this week. I really appreciate it. Hey, yeah. no problem. Yeah. I'm doing all this fake radio is your favorite thing in the world. So doing extra hours. <laughs> no, I'm just sitting here. You know, I got to watch Paranormal Activity again. So that was fine. <laughs> yep. Went through a whole stack of that computer paper. Oh, no doubt. Katie. <laughs> Demon Katie. Oh, oh yeah. Demon Katie. I'm going to draw a picture of her. I'm going to go, go to town on it later. <laughs> computer paper. What's mean? What does computer paper mean? <laughs> that was a very special episode of the LCS Hockey Show. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Alrighty. Well, this has been another <laughs> Thanks, Larry. fantastic episode from the original Janksters, and thank you, Larry, for joining us. This has been another great one from us. I'm Peter Jank. That's Kevin Jank, and as always, remember to flip that tip, and have a great weekend. Bye, everybody! <laughs>